WGPR Detroit HD2. You're watching WHPS, Highland Park, Detroit. WGPRFM. Variety, and when they say something inspirational or like, you know, just make my day. 107.5 HD2 Detroit. African-American mayor in the history of Lathrop Village to be elected finds herself rattled by this as well. Definitely racism. Mark Watts says that's the only way to explain the harassment members of his Boys to Men mentoring program have suffered while doing community service work in Lathrop Village, and he's sick of it. The boys were referred to as, why are these boys walking around our city and who's paying them? You know, they weren't just walking around the city. They were actually cleaning up City Hall. They were doing some work with the seniors. We take care of the seniors, so we adopt a senior program with the Lathrop Village Police Department where the boys would go to a different senior's home every day and plant trees, do yard work. You know, our boys are paid through us and Michigan Works. He says some of the badgering has been more severe. The boys were followed. Pictures were taken of them. These are minors. Pictures were posted on social media of them working at various places. One of them was uh, actually at our mayor's house. Mayor Kelly Garrett says the boys were just helping around her home and neighborhood. In fact, she says she understands the racism they've experienced. She's the first black mayor in a village that has a difficult history with race relations. Probably about two weeks after I got elected as mayor for the first time, um, my house was spray painted. And I also came home to where my house was egged. I didn't get concerned until the last couple of council meetings when someone is flipping me off and they're telling me F you and is a total disrespect 
and it made me wonder and start being concerned about my safety, about me walking out by myself to go to my car or going home. And so the concern is there, and I think that that's why I have more of a police presence now around me. And I just, I, I'm, I'm upset about it because that's just not how I personally live my life. It's not the first time Lathrop villagers say they've been spied on. In 2022, a council member was alleged to have been caught on camera eavesdropping on an outdoor meeting about city issues. As for the current incidents, the mayor hopes cooler heads will prevail. I hope that somehow, some way, we can maybe do a roundtable where we all can come together and we can uh, discuss what some underlying issues that people may be having. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening, Detroit? This is another one of those episodes of what the hell are you talking about? Not talking about, talking about. I'm so tired of talking about this same topic. When white people gonna get that? We built this country. The very foundation of this country was built by the hands of my ancestors. The White House and every other house. And you mean to tell me that you don't feel like we deserve to live anywhere in this country that we want? First of all, let me speak for myself. Personally, I don't want to live around you. If I, I was born in 64, but I would think that if I was an adult in 64, I'm okay with being separate, but equal. I don't have to live around you. But when we decided that we were okay with separate, but having equality, the government wasn't okay with us having it. Think about Tulsa, Oklahoma, Black Wall Street. When we were separate and equal, you still wasn't satisfied. We had our own banks. We had our own doctor's offices. We had our own community. We had our own businesses. Nobody had to leave the black community for anything. And when that wealth started to build, you bombed it. You destroyed it. But I'm going to get back to the subject at hand. What gives anybody the audacity to think that they can follow somebody's kids? As you know, I've said before, I'm raising my great nephew, 10 years old. I can't imagine if he came home and told me some white people just arbitrarily started walking their dogs because he's doing community service or they just arbitrarily started taking pictures of me or whatever. That make me want to put my hands on you. So the person who was taking those pictures and doing all of that, we're not our ancestors. Stop it before you get yourself hurt or embarrassed. Stop it. Just stop it right now. Stop it. You are out of control. Would you want somebody doing that to your kid? Would you want somebody doing that in your neighborhood? That's their neighborhood too. They live there. So let's get to the root of this conversation. And I'm going to introduce to you Mark and Shawana Watts. They are the founders of the Boys to Men Mentoring Group, and Mark was featured in this clip. Say what's happening. Hey, how's it going, everybody? My name is Mark Watts. I'm the president of Boys to Men Youth Mentoring Program. Uh, we were founded in 2018, and um, our mission is to help boys from the ages of 11 to 17 on their journey into manhood. 
Um, this is my lovely wife, Shawana. Hello, everyone. Shawana Watts here. I'm basically his backbone and his third eye. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I act as the treasurer for Boys to Men. Hello, everyone. Good evening. So, let's break this down. Mark and Shawana, tell our listening audience what made you decide to found Boys to Men. Mark has an interesting okay. story, yeah. so I'll let him okay. talk Okay, very about. interesting story. So, um, for me, Boys to Men was something that, um, this wasn't in my plans in the beginning. Uh, it was God's plan. So, uh, my plan was to be an entrepreneur and, you know, provide for my family and, you know, be a good husband, a good dad, and role model, all of that good stuff. Um, I was getting prayed for one day in church. And my pastor whispered in my ear and said, you know, I don't know what it is, but it's something with something to do with these kids. You know, you need to, God is trying to talk to you. So I'm like, all right, Bishop, you know, and went on, went on about my life. And uh, about a year later, same scenario, getting prayed for. And he tells me pretty much the exact same thing. I'm like, okay, all right, I hear you, and uh, went on about my way, so some more time goes, and uh, it was Thanksgiving, so my mom tells me, she said, I'm just, I'm looking at the way the kids interact, she said, baby, it's something about you and, and the kids, you need to, you need to listen to God, and you know, and I'm like, all right, mama, yeah, I hear you, so now it's, it's starting to be a pattern, so I'm, I'm paying attention now. But I'm still not listening. Um, the, the one that, that made me make this big leap was I'm talking to a friend of mine who was actually uh, my vice president for Boys to Men now. We're talking on the phone, and he just randomly, he's a minister as well, so he just randomly breaks out and says, you know what, I got something that I wanted to talk to you about too, man. He said, I don't know, man. God been telling me to tell you, uh, I don't know why, and I don't I, Something with you and the kids. So I'm like, okay. I can't run no more. That, that was it. Uh, that was the day I decided I, I had a talk with my wife. And she said, you can do this, but make sure your household is in order with your boys. You know, because we got three boys. So um, I, got, I got her well wishes. I talked to the boys about it, you know, and they were, they were on board. Uh, so house was happy. That was the day I decided to start Boys to Men. And when I say from that day forward, everything that we have done has been effortless. You know, so all the doors began to open, um, several opportunities, and it's been, since 2018, it's been nothing but up for us. And uh, where we're at now, we've mentored over 400 boys now. Um, we have a 100% track record um, out of all of our 400 boys that we've mentored. None of them are incarcerated. Um, every child that's graduated out of our group has graduated high school, and they're going on to college. So um, nobody's in jail. Nobody's deceased. So we have a, a great track record with our young boys, and we just want to keep, keep it going. 
still have some younger underage ones, so eventually they'll get to high school and graduate and on to college as well. But yeah, he's like he said, it was a a, a calling from God. That's amazing, and I know um, I have worked with you on several projects, teaching things like financial literacy and, and talking to the boys about responsibility and management. And you have taken them to Idaho, which is a historical black town. And you have taken them up there and given them experiences that they probably would never have in a lifetime without having this exposure. What did you feel like when you found out that the boys were basically violated in Lathrop Village. What th went through your mind? It was very disturbing. It was upsetting. Um, we've been going through this, you know, since we've, since Boys and Men started, uh, as far as Lathrop Village, with a certain group, you know. Um, anything Boys and Men does is an issue. And, and my, my biggest thing was the why. You know, why? Why would you have anything negative to say about an organization that's helping young boys. How do you find anything negative from someone taking their time out of their family and their life to make sure that these young boys are on the right path and they can learn something? Um, so it was, it was the why with me, and I just I don't get it. I don't either. So that'll be the perfect segue for us to explore the possibilities because I can't speak for them. And I think if we asked these very people those same questions, they wouldn't have an answer. But they bold with their shit. <laughs> like I got a couple of screenshots where they bold with it. Like they don't, they not hiding it mm -mm. or nothing. So I ain't hiding either. <laughs> Tonight you're getting exposed <laughs> because you play too much. <laughs> and so now let's roll with it because this Nancy DeGuilio Perchard, she's something else. I find it alarming. Amir would call the news to report her perception of such extremely blatant racism in our city. So this is the reputation she's pushing for Lathrop Village. Lathrop Village has welcomed people of color. First of all, Nancy, <laughs> you don't call us people of color, Karen. Mm. You get in your black history lesson, remove people of color from your vernacular. That show your systemic racism, white supremacist ways right there. Who the hell are you calling people of color? If you don't stop it, and I'm not kidding. Right. Anyway, we have welcomed people of color, and that just tickled me. People of color, who the hell is she talking I mean, about? When was the last time you heard people that term people of color? Back in the what, 40s, 50s, 60s? Exactly. So she like, said, we've welcomed people of color for decades, and 
At least since the 80s, when I've moved back here in 1994, the city was at least 50% black. There was never reports of racism such as this since the last few months, where the mayor has reported us for not welcoming young black children for Halloween events and now this. So I ask her, how true are these allegations? First of all, let's talk about that Halloween program. Because you ha every city has trunk or treat. Mm -hmm. This is not some phenomenon that this came up. It's a precedence has, that has been set throughout the years. So let's break that down. What happened with your trunk or treat? Because I was planning on bringing my young black boy to the event. Next thing I knew, I get another poster or yes. flyer with canceled real big. All so what happened with trunk or treat was this same group uh, decided to challenge Trunk or Treat stating that why is it of open to the public? It should only be to like the village residents. So once again, um, if it's only to Lathrop Village residents, there's only so many kids in Lathrop Village. So the majority of your kids are going to come from Southfield, Oak Park, and Detroit and surrounding areas. Um, so pretty much that was another way of saying <laughs> we don't want African-American children at this event. And that's why it got shut down. It got shut down because they were, they were harassing the organizers so much as to why is this an open event to where they just canceled it and said, you know, we won't have it then. Because everything that's done in Lathrop Village is a big deal. We've been, we've been doing um, block parties for years. We partner up with the uh, DDA so and Parks and Rec. And we've been doing this, and the majority of this comes from boys to men. And when I say we put on a block party, we put on a block party. We Big boys to men tent is always there with a sign up because they always tend to say that, who is boys to men, why are they here, is this for Lather Village, or is he busting in kids from Detroit? Um... This event is every year we do, this year we had a video game truck, we had bounce houses, we had cider and donuts for everybody, um, we, we feed everybody chips and pop and juices and pizzas, uh, sometimes we'll do hot dogs, we have food trucks, snow cone trucks, you know, all of these different things, you know, I think we had like five food trucks there this year, um, DJ, you know, face painting for the kids, just Great event. Even did free haircuts. Wow. You know what I mean? So, I mean, anything you can think of to add, we, we can do this. The, so, I mean, even T-shirts. I, I made T-shirts for everybody. Lathrop, and all of this, Lathrop Village Block Party. That's the name of it. Not Boys to Men black Block Party. This is for the community. So, Lathrop Village Block Party, sponsored by Boys to Men. Um, so, that turned into, why is it in a newsletter? Um... Who's paying for this? And I just want to interject and say something really quickly. So Mark always gets this backlash of why aren't the Lather Village young youth invited or why aren't you, you don't see any of those kids like signed up or, you know, in the lineup with our kids or whatever, whatever has, has you. At every event, whether it be the block party whether it be the jazz fests, festivals, 
whatever big event that Lather Village um, hosts or throws or or put on, puts on, there's always the Boys to Men tent available for kids to sign up throughout the community, throughout our community. Anybody who wants to sign up who frequents these events, never do we get any of the neighborhood kids to, um, that sign up. They'll come by the tent and ask questions. Never have they ever once left their information for us to give them a call or gone on to our website to sign up. So there's no excuse as to why we don't have kids in our own neighborhood signing up. Well, we do. I mean, you know. Well, I was going to say, what's your village? ratio of kids that live in, in Lathrop Village? Live in Lathrop Village, have? we have about seven. Seven kids that it's actually live in Lathrop Village. Yeah. They're African American. But are they black or yeah, white? So kids. I didn't want to, you know, yeah. specify. Baby, this black coffee. Say okay. what you say. So there's, they're asking why the white kid, why we don't have any white kids. Well, they're not signing up. That's what I wanted to say. Okay, so you, you know, can say whatever black you coffee, black cream. No That's sugar, right. No yeah. sugar, no cream. No cream. It it's straight, ch straight without chasing. That's so, right. Yep. So, yeah, so none of the white kids are signing up. They'll come by. They'll stop by the booth, but they will, will not sign up. They won't even go on the website, and if they do, they'll go there to troll. I don't know what they're doing on there, but they're not signing up, signing their kids up to be in our program. So there's no excuse as to why we don't have white children as well, white boys. I would think that they should want to sign their kids up so that they can learn a little bit more about black people. Yeah, because we welcome them all. Yeah. Exactly, because this has nothing, race has nothing to do with it. Um, you know, race is not even a social construct. It's something that was made up, right. you know, to be honest. And, and we'll get into that in our second segment. But that's their problem then, that they didn't register their kids, because you welcome everybody. Everybody. And I think something as simple as a trunk or treat event and you don't want to have that in your community is sickening. Now, it's another, I'm going to go back to the post here. This is Diane Weems, and she seems to be black, I think. Mm -hmm. um, she says, oh, my, not more negative news, but I do understand the mayor. When I first moved here, I had to be at work at 4 a.m. I did ask the police to be at my house and watch me get in my truck. Wow. Better days ahead. So I couldn't see the picture but I think Diane is black yes and if Diane is black then that means she was experiencing some racism white supremacist type tactics like why would she be afraid to get in her truck at four o'clock in the morning wow. girl you have a lot of rights Diane right to bear arms <laughs> protect yourself and your property mm. at all times I don't condone violence but I don't condone racism either. I don't condone, you know, taking pictures of other people's kids. I don't condone who the hell flips a mare off in her meeting, in her chambers at a city council meeting, and you just put your finger up and flip her off. I would have had your ass arrested. <laughs> you wouldn't have been able to flip your finger off to me. First of all, she might be little and small, but she's not scared. I talked to the lady at the Boys to Men event that we just had for Black History Month. I was proud to be welcome to stream live, and I will be reposting that. We had some technical difficulties. Lathrop Village, get your Internet service together. Do something constructive. <laughs> so when people of color come there and have events, 
Oh, weak ass internet. I couldn't even stream. Now I got to go back and redo some stuff to put it out there, but I'm going to put it out there. <laughs> but at the same time, she's not afraid. You are. You're scared of us. But why? I want to know what you're scared of. And I'm so serious. I don't understand why you're afraid of us. The only thing, it's a lot of things that we'll talk about in the second segment, but I think it's your conscience. You know what your ancestors have done to us. And so you look at every single one of us as an angry man, black man, or an angry black woman. I'm not going to say we're all that on the surface, but if you scratch the surface and you keep doing the shit that you're doing now, then hell yeah, we angry. Look at what you're doing. You know, there is a lot. If a person can afford, have a credit rating to be able to afford a mortgage or even have enough cash to buy a house to come to your community, they are your peers. Black, white, Indian, brown, I don't care. If they can afford to live in Lathrop Village, pay the property taxes, own the house and the property, they are your peers. Mm -hmm. So why are you tripping about what color they are? I don't understand that, but my blood's starting to boil a little bit. Marquise, take me to a, a musical break before I just light them up too much. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> Coffee, no sugar, no cream. 
and I had to take a break. See, if Facebook um, wouldn't get us on a copyright issue, I would be like, it's time for the percolator. Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm, time for the percolator. Because mm -hmm. I was over here getting lit. This makes my blood boil because it's 2024, and I'm tired of talking about it. I'm tired of talking about it. I'm going to read another post that came off the Villager website. This one is from Janice Quinn. This, and she's a black woman. <clears throat> this is sad that this is going on in 2024. I share with my husband that it was more racism here than it was in Mississippi. Once we moved here, he witnessed it himself. People are doing things that he has never encountered. After living 70 years in Mississippi, he served this country in the military, and this world is still dealing with racism. I was very proud of living in this community. Now, things like this will have me embarrassed. Mm. People will need to understand and accept the fact that people are all racist live in this community. Mm. That was a whole mouthful. And you know what? Because it's real. See, down south, in the south, people who are racist... And Tula was talking with us before the show. You don't have to guess. <clears throat> See, the people over in Lathrop Village, y'all throwing rocks and hiding your hand. Come out and say it, except for the people who want to flip people off in, in the council meeting. Don't have us black out one of your council meetings. You do not disrespect the office of mayor by flipping your finger off. That is so disrespectful. I don't even know where you get the gauze to do that. You need to be in jail. You're disrespectful. Period. We're not all thugs. We might be hustlers. Let me give you a little black history lesson. It's still February because I know you're going to watch this. All hustlers are not drug dealers. We are people who find different streams of income to survive. That's one thing. The next thing is, like I told Nancy, don't use people of color. And don't say, I have black friends. We don't give a damn about that. <laughs> How many black friends you have has nothing to do with your white supremacist, systemical, racist ways that you are projecting in your community. When I was a scientist, I had... A very bad experience. I was a scientist. Yep, this black skin with these braids. Let me put them up in the camera. See them? Been having them for a long time. And I was a scientist for Park Davis Pharmaceuticals. I had communicated mostly with our regulatory affairs department by email and paper. They had never seen me. And I had to go over to this lady's office to have a conversation with her about something. And when I made it to her office, she was high level. I sat there, and her secretary had me sitting there for a little minute. And I'm like, okay, we had an appointment. Now it's 15 minutes. If Do I need to reschedule? So I approached the desk and said, do I need to reschedule? And she was like, oh, well, we were waiting for someone before you. I said, well, who are you waiting for? And I told her my name. And she said, oh, yeah, we were waiting for you. Well, hold on one second. So when the lady let me in and we started talking, she was like, oh, I'm sorry about that. You were so well-spoken. Mm. I wanted to slap the taste buds off her tongue. <laughs> and back then, I was really a rebel. So I did address that. 
You know, so then I started complaining to the EEOC. I know they hired me because I was black and female. It was a double spin count. But I was degreed, I'm intelligent, and I know my stuff. You know, so you hired me as part of your diversity initiative, but you weren't inclusive. That's why they've changed that term to diversity and inclusion, because now you know before you just hired us because of our skin color to prove to the federal government you have some black people working with you so you can get those tax breaks, but you were never inclusive. So I came out fighting during that particular time. And I had to educate you. So I went to the EEOC because you're not going to do whatever you want to do to me. I know the law. So you never could fire me, but you sure laid me off. I was the first on the list to be laid off. But back then, I don't care. I was at home like, ha give me 80% of my income when I can lay back and watch TV. Because that's, back then, that's what you were doing. You didn't hurt me at all. But you're going to stop it with thinking we're supposed to fit into your mold. Now, we broke that mold. We broke that glass ceiling. We not sharecropping Negroes. Some still exist, mm -hmm. but they not on this show right now. It ain't going to be no sharecropping what's going on. These, this married couple live in Lathrop Village. They brought their property just like yours. They're going to run their program the way that they see fit, and they don't have to bow down to you and ask your permission to do nothing. Thank you. So you need to stop it. We are here, and we are here to stay. Stop it with your racist tactics. Mm -hmm. Please stop it. We tired of it. So we still going to do a little black history. Let me, I, I had to write this down because I wanted to make sure I didn't miss one word. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> What racism is not. And Nancy, I really am directing this to you, but every, all of the villagers in Lathrop Village and everyone under the sound of my voice. You cannot be racist if you don't have enough money or power to control a race of people. Even black people who are in the position of power, whether that's mayor, we can use Barack Obama. He was in a position of power, but y'all fought him every way. He didn't have enough power to control an entire race of people in order to be racist. He didn't have enough power to stop the systemic racist practice that happened in the White House and all of the other legislative branches. He didn't have enough money and power to do that. Not saying that he would have, but I would have. If I was president, I would have looked out for my people. We would have had reparations and everything. Don't you think if he had money and power to do that, he would? He didn't, and we put him in office. And some white people did, too, because they was tired of y'all shit. Mm. But you got to have money and power. Here's my statement. Black people can be prejudiced as hell, just like any other group of people. As a matter of fact, I think all humans are prejudiced in one way or another. But just because a black person hurt your feelings that one time don't mean you experience racism. So just because boys to men is operating in your city and you don't like it, just because your city council and the stakeholders in your city has shifted from predominantly white to brown, that's not racism. Racism is completely different from prejudice because it's systemic. That ism 
And racism means something. It connotates something. I define racism as political, economic, or a social system in which a dominant race uses its power to oppress others of different races. Now, don't pull a hamstring running to look up racism in the dictionary. Because mm-hmm. I know you're probably wondering where I get all of this from. When you experience rudeness or discomfort from black people, remember, we will never have the power to do you the way your white ancestors did us 400 years ago in slavery. And I don't want to hear a damn thing about that was a long time ago because you're still doing it. That's why we're having a show. (laughs) You're still doing it right now in Lathrop Village. You're still doing it. We don't live in a country where the laws and the norms and the rules benefit us. Nope. So stop it with saying that now the black people in Lathrop Village are racist. No, they're not. You're afraid. So let's talk about that. Because you had one black lady afraid to get in her car at work at 4 o'clock in the a.m. So she had to have police presence or whatever. So, Mark, let's talk about that. Because as okay. a black man living in America, mm-hmm. you've experienced a lot. Why do you think they scared? Hmm, good question. Um, I would say seeing successful Black men, you know, I, I've been, we've been in Lathrop Village for 15 years now. Uh, we've raised all of our boys there. Uh, I've been dealing with this since we purchased that home um, from different various people. You know, some speak, some don't speak. Um, everything we've, for years, I mean, I've I've been really letting them get away with murder for years because I did. I just go on with my life and keep on pushing. Since we purchased that house, my neighbor has called, and 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 I have all of this <laughs> um, in my phone. I have a journal of the times he's called the police on us since we've been there, and he's called the police on us forty over forty times. What? We, we had about forty-two, forty-two calls. I've. I, I got to know every police officer in Lathrop Village, thanks to my neighbor. Um, I was greeted when we bought the house. When the, the day I I was actually at the house, the day of, the day of our closing, I'm over at the house putting new front doors on, and uh, police pull up. And he was actually a black police officer. And he walked up laughing. And I'll never forget this. And he said, you must be the new owner. I said, yeah. I said, what's going on, officer? He said, well, they just called me and said that you're still in the front doors off of the house. Mm-hmm. You know, so rather than come over and greet your neighbor, you see a black man over here putting two new front doors on. I mean, don't look. I don't know any thief that would come and take two damaged doors off of a house and put two brand new ones and some new locks on. So you calling the police, that was just your way of welcoming me to the neighborhood, getting me used to what's going to be happening. When I say from kids' birth, my son's birthday party, my, my, my youngest son who is 
17 now, his fifth birthday party, we had bounce houses, uh, we had the little trackless train, and uh, he even had a pony. It was a nice, nice, all on our front lawn. We got a huge front lawn. And he called the police, you know, and... What, he wanted you to have a permit to have a birthday You don't have party? to have a permit. He, he, he just called the police. I mean, every time they come, they just shake their head, you know. They, know, they have to come because, you know, you've been caught. Um, and he had the nerve to, and, and I'm glad that he didn't ask me this, but, you know, one of my guests, uh, he actually told him, do you know what time this is going to be over? You know, things like this, I mean, I, I, he's contacted the state. Telling them that I, I you know, I'm a, I'm a car dealer, mm -hmm. and I have a car lot and I have an office. Yeah, tell them where it's at too, in case you need a ride. Right, right, right. <laughs> Quality auto sales, Finkel and Marlowe. Okay. <laughs> um, but he ended up calling, kept calling on me, saying that I'm selling cars out of my home because you know my house. We always got a bunch of cars in the driveway. Well, one of the reasons is we got three boys, and 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 nieces and nephews, and you know. Very our, family oriented. Our house is that house, okay? We we, we got kids. They want to be there, you know. So that has been, and, and I've been dealing with this for 15 years now, and I'm fed up, you know. I, I my son's open house when he graduated from high school was ended early because it was maybe eight o'clock, eight ish, hmm. you know. Yeah. It was it was supposed to go until about nine. But at 8 o'clock, we were greeted with flashlights from Lathrop Village Police Department and a fire truck. So as a mom, it's very <laughs> um, disheartening and upsetting that you're trying to raise your family in a, you know, nice sub suburban neighborhood, trying to teach them great values. Um, and to have, to have three black boys um, witness the police coming to their home every other day as little chi as children now they're grown and older too but to have them witness that is is outrageous it's very upsetting and, and this is what they had to deal with growing up no one should have to be have the police called on them and to come into their home or to just even be questioned about nothing, <laughs> you know, throughout their lives. What if, what if they rebel against that? What if they have an issue with law enforcement now because they've seen these cops come to their home every other day, like as if they're disturbing the peace and, you know, just for the, the color of their skin is very disheartening, very, very upsetting. The issue is already present because when I saw the news clip of the boys being harassed in Lathrop Village, one thing came to mind, Trayvon Martin. Mm -hmm. We could have had another one of those incidents. Right where some community person thought that they had the right to be police in a community and they could have intimidated the boys. Um, 
Well, they did. I won't say they could have, but yeah. they could have harmed them. We could be talking about a very different situation right now where the police are caught. Our black boys fear the police. I talk to my nephew, my great nephew, about interacting with the police all the time. You had your forum last week talking about how to interact with the police and what should be done. So the threat has already been put there. If we talk about the history of police, and it was to keep us in line all the way back during slavery. And you use some of us in that role to keep us in line. They get close to the gun line, now you shoot them. <laughs> okay, boss. You know, so we go from that to here. So our boys are already intimidated by you and, and have fear instilled in them by what they have seen going on. You know, my heart goes out to any parent that has lost a child, but y'all worrying about and scared of our boys. Hell, I'm scared of your boys, too. They didn't want shooting up all the schools. Right. I'm scared of your kids, too. <laughs> but you don't see me intimidating them. Right. You don't see me doing any of the things that y'all been doing to us. We have our concerns just like you do. You, as a white person, you will think as a racist white person. I'm going to use the term that y'all like to use because I do have white friends. But my white friends know me, and, and they agree with me. That's why we friends. You have never had to think about your power in the terms and in the way that we have to think about your power. You think about your power as controlling a race of people, as intimidating, knowing you calling the police because you know what could potentially happen with a relationship between a police and a black man. I thank God that after 42 times that that has not happened, but it could have. We don't know when you're going to hire a police officer in Lathrop Village that thinks about your rights, supremacist ways, and make this situation look very different for the Watts family. Is that what you want? Because you keep doing it. They're not going nowhere. As a matter of fact, I was looking at real estate in Lathrop Village. Mm -hmm. We can move there if we want to. You're gentrifying the city of Detroit and all other places. So let, let's talk about the gentrification. Not that that's the reason why the Watts family moved there, but stop gentrifying black neighborhoods. Stop putting freeways through black neighborhoods. How do you think we got dispersed in the first place? I already told you about Black Wall Street. How do you think 375 came about down by Lafayette in the city of Detroit? Because you wanted to break up a black community. You gentrified. So now those of us that can afford to go where we want and do what we want, we move to places like Lathrop Village. But if you sit down and have a conversation, Helen, with the Watts family, you would find that you have more in common with them than not. More in common them, in them, with them than not. Miss Watts already said, I want my kids to go to a good school. I want my kids to have nice things. I want my kids to be in a, a good community. They've said all of these things. So now you want to torment them because they just wanted their kids to have a better life than what they had? That's what you want for your kids, too. 
So if you take the time to talk, maybe you would learn something. And the primary thing that you would learn is we have more in common with you than not unless you are white supremacists, if you are racist and stuff like that, because we're not. We're not. We will reciprocate some of the ways that you exhibit because if you come at me racist, I'm clapping back. So I might be that neighbor from hell paying that high rent and mortgage and over there in taxes and Lathrop Village and you think you're going to bully me? I would be your worst nightmare. You would be calling the police for real, for real. All this inkster would be coming out. You would be call- you calling the police for nothing. Stop wasting taxpayer dollars. They're not doing nothing. Right. And you know what? Luckily, we have a really good police force in Lathrop Village, and they're very understanding. Yes. And um, we have no problems or qualms with them because they get it, right? And they've been knowing our family for years. Luckily, we have really good police in Lathrop Village again mm-hmm. that... We've had we haven't had any issues. It's just with some of some of our neighbors. So shout out to the Lathrop Village um, Police Department. Thank you for doing your job. Right. And um, shame on the the um, the neighbors who keep calling and, and wasting, wasting taxpayers' dollars. dollars because they even they've even said it themselves. Like shame on them, but they have to come out. So we've talked about some of the bad experiences that you had. So to be fair, even though the scales of justice aren't balanced, but I'm going to tilt it a little bit in mm-hmm. the direction of what are some of the good things? Oh, good things is um, the services. So mm-hmm. when it comes to our services, I'm happy with our services. I mean, we can, uh, from from our trash services to every week if we need to set out bulk items, we're good. If we need to call the police, the response you time is excellent. <laughs> um, you know, so um, EMT, fire department, everybody is on point. So, and some neighbors, even some of our um, our our white neighbors, we befriended them. Very, you know, very great because neighbors. Because they you know? they um, they agree with some of our same concerns and mm-hmm. sentiments, you know, so we've become really close with them. And, you know, we've been living there for quite a number of years. So some, uh, not all. And it's more good than bad. So let's put that out there. You know, um, this group and these racist pockets in Lathrop, they're not as big as the good people that we have. You know what I mean? Or so it's just that some are undercover because guess I mean, what? Yeah, Let's you got just some say undercovers. It's yeah, woven definitely. into the fabric of Lathrop Village. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Racism. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard about it and I read a there, little bit about it. Of course. It. And oh. it's everywhere. It's everywhere that that we go and we try to do better, you know, for ourselves. And and that's why I say you know, fully integrating. Um, but shout out to the two white people that came to your Black History event yes. that were for Lathrop Village. <laughs> yes. And they didn't seem to be all uncomfortable because it was no. about, what, 70 people yes. in there yes. or whatever. Yes. But it was two white people. And we gave them And a our shout city out. manager, Mike, our city manager, yes. was there too. And yeah. he oh, came. Yeah. We're yes. not gonna, so th- there are good things and good things and, and us, for us to be proud of because Lathrop Village is a really nice um, community is, um, you know, we, we're we centrally located, 
you know, mm-hmm. to like different cities, the freeways, and we have a lot of, you know, good things in, that are going on in our community from like music in the park, like Mark said, the block party, um, and just uh, th- there's a sense of um, community and pride when we do come together. So we do appreciate and, that. And not to cut you off, but uh, when she said block party, I want to go back to what started the block party. Okay. One of my whole reasons of this block party was you got all of these neighbors in Lather Village, and even even on my block, it's neighbors that live right across the street, right down the street, that we see every day. They don't know my name, and I don't know their name. That's a problem to me. So part of the block party was to get everybody together and it's working. You know, every year we get more and more neighbors and and when they come it's like this is great. Uh I got to meet some new people. You know, if you only meet one person, it's worth it. You know, every every year it's going to get bigger and it's going to get better. Our turnouts are phenomenal because you know, every year is to the point where I mean, we got hundreds of people there every year. You know. Oh, you have hundreds of people in Lathrop Village. Do they allow people to come from other cities to the block party? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. the, the music in the park? Oh. Like, is it just Lathrop Village people? Well, like, that's what they want it to be. Well, come on. You know, it's but not, but but that's not going to happen. That's to impossible. to be able to control that 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 situation. Look at Southfield. South. Everybody mm-hmm. comes. All communities come from their respective places to go go to the um, the the Southfield um, music festivals, yes. like, are, you you can't control that. Well, to me, you know, to me, and, and in case you don't know where Lathrop Village is, for some of you who are listening or whatever, if you're from the metropolitan Detroit area, you've breezed right through it. It's that little area between 696 and what, 12 miles? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's Lathrop Village. That's not Southfield. Right. It's a mm-hmm. small little pocket. So if you're going down Southfield Road, and you cross over 696, you hit yeah, Lathrop like Village. By the time you get to 12 Mile, don't even blink your eyes good. You drove back through in Southfield. there. Yep. And you're back in Southfield. It's just a little pocket. And so I just, it, it's disheartening. Mm-hmm. It's very sad that we still have to talk about things such as this. In 2024, I take my hat off and salute both of you that you've tolerated this all of this 15 years and haven't given them the response that they really looking for because they really, they, they poking the bear. Yes. They, they poking the bear. They want to see something that you haven't given them. Mm-hmm. And I am grateful, and I salute you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Because it's in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's in there, yeah. but you have not, you have stayed in such a great headspace with all of this. Yes. Both of you. Because you have a lot to lose, and it's not worth it. That's mm-hmm. another that, that's thing. That's the big thing, because, yeah. you know, you look at some of this behavior. Okay. Let's talk about some things like the way our marriage treated, okay? Mm. So, what if I, as a black man, 
walked into any city council meeting and flipped off the mayor and called them a liar, what would happen? You would be... I'll be in jail. Yeah, you would be in jail. Not, probably not just in jail. I might get tackled. Might have a, a black eye when I get there. Who knows? But, you know, it's like, it's okay. But that's my question. Why wasn't that person arrested? Yeah. Right. That's what I want to know. Why was that allowed? If you can call the police on somebody 42 times, you really should have arrested that person. Right. And at that point, it's harassment. At exactly. That point, and, both and, way, and, both and that's why I started keeping a record of it, because I'm like, this is, this is happening too often. And I had to look at it. What if I was, I'm, I, I took myself out of this equation, okay? So I'm looking at, at it from the perspective of my kids. Mm -hmm. So you live next door to me, and I see the police at your house twice a month, okay? I'm not letting my kids come down and play with your kids because I don't know what's going on in your household. Exactly. Because mm -hmm. guess what? They're not, it's not a disclaimer out here. So all, all we know is we see the police. Is he beating his wife? What's going exactly. on? What is he doing? You know, so right. I, I don't know how people look at me. Exactly. Because these people decide to constantly harass me. And for what? What is illegal about what I'm doing? You know, when I say these calls, the calls are for things like, I have a dealership, so every now and then, cars get delivered to my house. That's not illegal. Mm -hmm. They'll they'll pull up. They won't block the street. They'll drop the car, pull it in my driveway. I'll put a dealer plate on it and take it to my lot. And this isn't an everyday thing, but the way it's set up, sometimes the drivers will drop it off at my house instead of the dealership because it's both addresses on there. Mm -hmm. So... If he's pulling up in a truck, I'm not going to tell him, back that truck up and go take it on Finkel or go take it to the office. Just let it off and I'll drive it up there. It's no biggie. Um, but these are the things that police are being called for. Once again, a waste of time, a waste of taxpayers' money. I mean, we only have, Lathrop Village is small. We don't have 10 police officers working. So if you got two officers on duty and you got one of them tied up over here, what if something is happening? Yeah. Well, you got them over here on this bogus call. So are you really doing any good for your city? Absolutely not. And the paperwork associated with yeah. they probably tired of writing up those now, bogus reports. Should, yeah, now on that note, there should be some type of... Um, a limit. Yeah, a, a limit and some type of rep, um, him being reprimanded for that. Mm-hmm. There should be some type of consequence for that, especially if there's um, no factual findings or, you know, you don't discover anything. So he should be put on probation or something. Yeah, something should happen. Mm -hmm. And I wonder what their bylaws or, or what their ordinances or what their books right. say about that. Interesting. Well, you've been listening to The Real Black Coffee, No Sugar, No Cream, and we're talking about the browning of communities is making some white people really crazy. So, Marquise, if you could roll that second clip that I sent, and we will be right back.
those who are on radio, you can see, you can see some of the great depictions of the work that Boys to Men Mentoring has done. And so, um, as we prepare to close, um, any parting words for you, Miss Shawana Watts? Um, my thing is that we're all human beings, right? We just want the same things as any other human being or any other person in Lathrop who thinks that we don't belong or we're disrupting their community. We've been here. We, we've earned our way, right? Mm -hmm. We've earned our way to be there. We've earned our way um, to, to live and work in that in this community and to raise our family in which we have we're empty nesters oh pray for your girl <laughs> in a few months but um we're here now all we're trying to do now is just really make the community better to do our part so let us do that mm -hmm. let us do our part let us um, service the community as we should, as, as, as members of the community and where we live, work, play, all of that. Let us be those people and leave us alone. Absolutely, because as any DDA, you would want people from the outside to come and support the few businesses and things that you have in Lathrop Village. And you should want the things that boys to men is trying to bring to your community to showcase, showcase your community. Most DDAs, their goal is to welcome people from other communities and other areas into your city to patronize the businesses and to showcase what you have going on. Duh. Well, they don't respect our DDA, so this mm -hmm. same group is trying to dismantle our DDA. Because <laughs> the DDA is black, huh? <laughs> right. Well, the D no, the, well, partly, yes, but... Because of the events that they allow. Because like of the, the events that they allow and, and, and some of the partnerships. Because, like, the partnership with Boys to Men and Lathrop Village is bridged through the DDA, you know. So, and I used to sit on that board, as a matter of fact. So, shout out to our That's DDA. Crazy. Shout out to the DDA. And also, just wanted to mention that I'm on the board of the Lathrop Village Community Foundation. So, I'm responsible with um, the president. Um, I don't know if she wants her name said, but so anyway, but we're we're the ones who give the the um the what is it the jazz or the the, the music in the park, so that's our our um contribution to the city. So I sit on that board as well, and that's all we're doing is making it a fun and and thriving place to live. That's what the DDA is for. Bring some life I to Lakeland. I sit on the DDA in Belleville. This is my fifth year. Mm -hmm. And we want to showcase our town. We want families from other neighborhoods right. to come and surrounding cities, even Lathrop Village, to come to Belleville. We want to showcase the lake and the restaurants and things that we yes. have. So what's wrong with them? That is crazy. That generates extra revenue for the city. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And you should want a different light shined on your city than the one that's beaming red right now yeah. with these racist tactics but it's not too late we can turn this all around nancy don't you want to have a conversation with me i welcome it 
Don't you want to have a conversation with Shawana? She welcomes it. Don't you want to have a conversation with Mark? She welcomes it. Stop being a keyboard thug. Come out from behind your computer and have a real conversation with us. And you will find, like I said before, we have a lot more in common than mm-hmm. not, except for the racist white supremacist tactics that you're using. Twitter fingers. Exactly. <laughs> so, Mark, a um, couple of things I want from you. I want you to tell people how they can sign up their yes. boys for your wonderful organization, how they can get in touch with you. Yes. So the best way to get in touch with us is to go to our website, and that's boys, the number two, men, youthmentoring.org. And as soon as you get on our website, you can click right on our sign-up where you can fill out your application right then, and, and everything is automated. So you can fill out the information, click it, and we got it, and we'll get you guys signed up. Once again, it's for boys from the ages of 11 to 17. Um, I welcome you and encourage you guys to get get the boys signed up. Uh, we got a lot to offer. Uh, this is a great year for us. We got we got some great workshops coming up, including our man to man workshop. We got some financial literacy with this lovely lady across the, the table. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and um, does an exceptional exceptional job, job with the boys, and she also it. does our mental health oh, yes. uh, awareness piece. So. We got uh, some camping coming up, some some different events. So uh, definitely get signed up, and we would love to have you. Yes, yes. Well, I want to thank you for coming tonight to have this conversation. This is a hard conversation to have because nobody wants to talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, you waited 15 years, 15 years before you even said anything, and this is not a bashing so anybody that's watching this, you know, or, or that will see the replay in Lathrop Village, this is not a bashing or whatever. But please don't come in my inbox. I'm black, strong, and unfiltered. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to play no games with you. You mm-hmm. might end up getting embarrassed or your feelings hurt. And, and I'm not threatening anybody, but the gloves come off if you attack me or my platform or my show for calling out what is the truth. No lies were told tonight. This is what they experience. Even if you don't like it, understand it, or disagree with it, you have no right to tell them that they can't feel the way that they're feeling about their experiences in your town. If you don't like what was said, if you don't agree with what was said, and if you don't like anything about it, then that should give you a chance to search deep down within your own soul and figure out why people are feeling this way in your community, and you change that. Tonight's show was only meant to be a teachable moment, and since I don't live or vote in Lathrop Village, then I invited those that do to come here. You do not put your middle finger up at the mayor. She needs to have police presence there, and you need to be arrested every time you disrespect her. She does not have to take that. And as Mark said, if someone came into another city, if he did it, I live in Detroit. If I flip off Mike Duggan, you don't think that they're going to come and carry me right on up out of there? They can't carry me. I'm too heavy now. But they will drag me. Mm-hmm. They, they will get me up out of there. So we also have to teach them how to treat us. And, Mayor, you got to do something about that. Right. Don't allow it. 
because what you allow is what will continue. Get them out of there. This is therapy worthy. We need to send a bill to some of those hate mongers. You know, we need to be in therapy after this 15 years yeah. and to endure yeah. that. Yeah. You know, and to and keep our character. And I mean, this is character. just a few of our stories. Yeah. You know, it's right. like. To keep our character yeah. intact. Yeah, because Mark and I have had some sidebar conversations and, and he is still trying to be respectful mm-hmm. and, and, and dignified. Everybody was invited to our forum that we just had for Black History Month. Nobody showed up. I sent a very inviting uh, message out. No, I'm talking about the group of these racists. Oh, yeah, no. You know, I'm saying no one showed up. Nobody showed up. You know. But let me touch on that a little bit. This is my theory. The reason why, and people are like, oh, they don't want black history in the books and they don't want to teach our kids black history. First of all, you ain't got to teach our black kids nothing. We teach them about our history. And because you're still racist and have white supremacist ways, you're showing them what your history was. So we don't need, they live in it because of the way that you're acting. But this is the reason why you don't want it in in the, the schools and to be taught. Because one name, George Floyd. Mm. I can bring it locally. Shatina Grady L. And what your white police officers did. You beat her in her head in Washington County, but she got that not guilty verdict last week, didn't she? Don't mess with Bill. And if you missed that story, look at the Black Coffee, No Sugar, No Cream show from last week. That wasn't plastered all over the news that she got beat in the head with a flashlight by a police officer one and a half times her size. And she got a not guilty verdict, even though you had 16 felony charges on her. Mm. But the reason why George Floyd, because when you look at George Floyd and you look back at Shatina Grady L, it was more white people out there than it was us. Mm. And you know that after what you have done, to your own kids who have become a part of the LBGTQ plus community. They've liberated themselves from your white supremacist tactics and they are more diverse. You don't want them to read about the shit y'all did because they already leaning towards our ways Mm -hmm. because the way you treated them from being transgender and everything else makes them a part of our minority group. And if they start reading about the history of what you have done and they already out there marching with us, you don't stand a chance. That's why you don't want it to be taught in the schools. Because you don't have to teach my kids nothing. But for for a good reason, don't teach no history then. (laughs) Because the only thing that you really teach in school that I've used in life is nothing. The only time I've ever used algebra in my life is looked at my ex and wondered why. <laughs> yeah, I don't use none of that stuff. You should be teaching real how to balance a checkbook. Why do you file taxes? You took away home economics. You took away mechanics. You took away cosmetology. A lot of our kids could walk away from school being barbers, being cosmetologists, seamstress. You took all of that away. Yep. So you're not teaching no life skills, but I think you, you're losing control. And as a result of that, that's why you're scared. They probably didn't think slavery would end 
And when they when it finally did, they then they tried to erase the history of it. Absolutely. And not put it in the um the history books. So. Absolutely. So we're gonna end this show. <laughs> We've told you how to sign up for Boys to Men. Follow them. Follow them on social media. Go visit their page and scroll. You'll see all of the great work that they're, they've been doing. And as they always say, behind every great man is a great woman. Well, I'll say beside. Okay. <laughs> okay. Beside. I stand corrected. Yep. Beside every great man. But his wife is there, you know, and she supports her husband and the work. And guys, don't don't sleep on that. You say you heard him say, "I went and talked to my wife and kids first before he decided." That's unity. Yes, mm-hmm. that's love. So I thank you for coming. I thank you thank for you sharing, for having, having us. us. I hope that you come in to some of the boys to men events and visit the great city of Lathrop Village because, as they indicated, it's more good than bad going mm-hmm. on. But we would be remiss if we didn't talk about these incidents that have happened and other microaggressions that go on in that city. Right. So you have been listening to the real black coffee, no sugar, no cream, where I don't spill any tea. Mm-hmm. I articulate very factual information that does not make you feel dazed like you drank a shot of cheap liquor. It just shows you things from another perspective, mine. And with that being said, we out of here. I'll see you next week. I'll be talking to Mr. Omar Gent, who was wrongfully convicted in the state of Colorado because they just circumvented all of the rules and the things they should have done for their due process and put that young brother in jail. Mm. So he will be coming live from Colorado. You take care and have a wonderful week.